1: And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media that we decide they should be remembered for all of human history. We're in the black void of obscurity never to be heard from again. My name is Steve. I'm one of the hosts. And with me is former star of the Triple X-Files. It's... It's... Uh, yeah, how are you doing, Steve? I'm sure that is a parody. Oh no, all! No, it is 100%. I mean, you know, it's a uh, Oh, did you look it up? Yeah, you oh, know, it's right there in Chris Carter's uh, IMDb, um because it says uh, Oh, I see. I characters see. character's based on um so of course they <laughs> His name is now attached to it, whether he <laughs> wants it to be or not. Um, <laughs> so uh, happy! I don't. know, I hate saying spooky season, but happy spooky season or happy Halloween season to you?
2: Happy uh, October month, I guess. Uh, it's well, as you know, Steve. Uh, it's always spooky season for me. So
1: <laughs> I mean, you do have a a, a coffin shelf in your uh, in your living room. <laughs> Um, I mean, you can't get.
2: I actually just added a coffin clock to the <laughs> living room too. This would now make the it would be the fourth coffin
1: shaped thing in my living room. Oh man, I I doubt that I'm gonna have time to make it down to Tampa when we come to a visit in December. But I bet if I if I did, I would walk in and your living room would just be full on dungeon. You got your, uh, your coffins, a couple of chains, some whips on the wall, uh, your, own, your own hunchback. <laughs> like, I mean, are you allowed to call them that these days? Uh, I don't it's, know. It's good to have gold. Spine disabled individual. Yes, yes. That's what they like to be called these days. But, uh, But yeah, so we're getting into the holiday seasons. Obviously, we got Halloween first, the best one. And then Thanksgiving, the most controversial one. And then, even more controversial to some, I guess, is Christmas. Depending on if you have money to buy shit for people or not. So, what we we'll like to do during these times is look at the holiday episodes of things, um, things that are, you know, pretty popular. Stuff like the X Files, which, even though it hasn't been on TV for a while, is uh, pretty popular, wouldn't you say?
2: Uh, yeah, I, w- I also wouldn't say that it hasn't been on TV in a while because didn't they do like a short-lived? Um... Like C- X Files series a few years ago? Yeah, I mean, and, it's that,
1: weird. The, uh, cause I was on the IMDb, that seems like that's not there. It says that the X Files ran from 1993 to 2008. Uh, and, uh, I couldn't, like, there wasn't any information about the limited series there for some reason. Um, when, um, do you happen to know what year that came out? Well, it, it I, I know it was just like six episodes. Right. Uh, right. It was,
2: I, I, I want to say it was like,
1: yeah, it was 2018. Yeah, There you go. Yeah, yeah it's,
2: it's considered season 11 of the X-Files.
1: All right, so that means that I just wrote the wrong thing in the notes. Yes, it should be.
2: And it's actually 10 episodes.
1: So, yeah, there uh, you go. Uh, so yeah, 1993 to 2018. Uh, so what's, let's just go ahead and uh, get into the history, your history with the X-Files. Did you watch it? How long did you watch it for? Help me out.
2: Well, before I get into that, I'm actually seeing here that uh, they did two new seasons of the X-Files. Oh, yeah? Um, They're each 10 episodes... Excuse me, the first... So, season 10 came out in 2016, and that one is six episodes long. Okay. And then uh, they did, in 2018, season 11, which is 10 episodes. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I used to watch X-Files. I I don't know if I've seen every episode Mm -hmm. before, but... If I haven't, I mean, I've got to be pretty close to having watched them all. I watched uh, the movies. I, I haven't watched these two new seasons, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously,
1: I, I liked it. I was a fan. Uh, wh- what about you? Wait, is there is there more than one movie? I thought there was only one.
2: Uh, there's two I can
1: think of right now. Um,
2: I, I feel like there was. Third, I know I two, went and maybe.
1: saw the uh, the first one in the uh, in the theater. Um,
2: so yeah, there's definitely two. The first one from 1998, mm-hmm. then there was X Files I want to believe that was 2008, and then there's something here called um, oh, there's a documentary about the X Files. Ah, uh, but yes, yeah, so, but there are th-
1: uh, two movies. Okay, hmm. All right, interesting. Some
2: some fan. <laughs> you better not tell me that you're
1: a fan. Well, I'll tell you that I was when it first started. In fact, like this is my uh, first experience. I don't know. Watching something that nobody else was even really talking about, and then it like blew up and became really big <laughs> later. Um, like, uh, cause I just remember they were running the ads. I mean, and it had an X in it, and I was like, "Well, the X Men are cool, so <laughs> the X Files must be cool, right?" Uh, uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve Musk over here. <laughs> hey, this is. <laughs> this is long before he well he was still working in his daddy's diamond mine or whatever it was at that point i'm sure yeah.
2: but but it, it's so funny though because like x being like a cool thing it's so 90s uh, so it, 90s it's yeah it's such like a 90s teenager mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. right so i i just find it so emblematic of his often childfulness that of course he thinks that, like, X is, like, the coolest thing ever. Right,
1: but, I mean, I would also say I remember the trailers, uh, you know, the creepy music and just, like, the fonts and everything. I mean, it sounded very intriguing. Uh, Like, I'm talking about the teaser ones where they wouldn't even show what the show was about. They were just like, coming soon, the X-Files. And I'm just like, whoa, that looks... Like, right up my alley. And it turns out that it was. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what it's about, but it's right up my alley. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was the truth, though. They, it was all in the font, man. It's all about that font. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, Steve, you, you should really, you know, complete your journey through the X-Files universe by uh, watching I Want to Believe and, I guess, those other two seasons of the X-Files. And we should mention that uh, the X-Files is available for free to watch on freebie. Mm-hmm uh with commercials and unbeknownst to me, uh it's been remastered. Oh yeah. Uh quite nicely too. It's in full HD. Um and it looks great. Looks like they redid some color grading. Uh looks really, really good. If you have Prime you can access Freevee through there. And if not, I think there's a separate uh app for it. But uh, yeah, just make sure also, Steve, that you watch uh, the X Files. I want to believe. I'm gonna say, Steve, to to wet your appetite, to to perk up your your X. Ex... I almost said your your clit. I don't know why. <laughs> what?
1: The... Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> to
2: to perk perk up your 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 X clit. If you will. I think you're trying to say uh, X
1: boner. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe that's okay. what I'm thinking. Anyways,
2: uh, X zibit
1: is in a oh, movie. Oh God. Yeah, all right. I didn't, definitely Except- did not see that one. You're talking about the sequel, right? Yeah,
2: okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I... Do, you think, do you think they hired him because his name begins with an X?
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't because of his acting ability. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, I don't remember how. I forgot he was in it. I don't remember how. he. I know he plays like an agent. But... Uh, well, I couldn't see that coming. Well, I mean, I will say, though, all right, I did see, as I said, the, the feature film in the theater, And then something happened. I think after that, I just stopped watching. Uh, I don't know if they moved it to, like, Friday nights, and then I had to do band stuff or something in high school, Um, and I just sort of lost track of it. I just remember coming back and trying to watch, and Mulder was gone, and they replaced him with Robert Patrick, which, I mean, I love Robert Patrick, but at the same time, I'm just like, can I really watch X-Files without like Fox Mulder <laughs> like and I had no idea what was going yeah. on. Yeah. And I I wouldn't say that those seasons are
2: are bad cuz because at one point doesn't um um oh my god what's her name? Scully? uh Scully. Doesn't she leave
1: too? Well, she left first because she got pregnant. That's That's why they That's did the whole uh she, she like she got abducted by aliens. And then she came back and her baby was gone. And that like plays into the episode that we're about to talk here or talk about here. Um, And because at some point I remember there were just like three. It was like Robert Patrick, uh, some
2: lady and some other guy. I think there were like three agents that were like kind of the focus of the show. Mm. And I don't think Mulder or Scully were
1: any. Oh, that's weird. I don't know. It's been a while. Is it true? I I may be misremembering. I I also heard that, I can't remember if it's the, uh, like the season finale for the original season, but like the world ends. And yet somehow they managed to squeeze out those two additional seasons. Like I I read that somewhere that like the whole, it ends basically with the world, like being destroyed or something. Did you come across that? I don't remember that, but... uh, Well, uh, let us know, ladies and gentlemen, in the chat, because apparently we both stopped watching X-Files. We should have
2: done some some research.
1: Well, we did plenty of research on this episode, which that's what we promised, so we might as well uh, get into it. You ready? Uh, Sounds good. All right. Welcome to your feature presentation. I uh, will say, though, Yehel, I feel like we missed out on another cross-branding opportunity. You know, just like with last episode, we were doing, you know, Zimas with Xena, even though we couldn't find any. We weren't doing that, but okay. Because <laughs> they, you know, because so, they stopped making Xena, that's the only reason why we weren't doing it. I was thinking sure. we could have gone uh with the X-Files, huh, huh?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. Or maybe just, just we could have just had porn playing in the obscuratrod. Uh, you know, lots of what? options.
1: Uh, what? What does porn have to do with it? Porn. The X oh, oh, file. Right, but that's not alcohol, though. It's got to be. It's got to be an alcoholic beverage of some kind. I mean, there's things you can you can drink if you're into it. <laughs> okay all right well uh moving on with the x-files here uh so the x-files ran from 1993 to 2018 11 seasons long 217 episodes and we've seen maybe a quarter of them (laughs) and uh we are uh, reviewing season four episode two home and its premiere date was october 11th 1996 and after it premiered it was immediately banned like uh, so what's your what's your experience with this episode did you see it when it premiered or was it like me where like I think four or five years later they repackaged it as a Halloween special and then they premiered it again finally
2: um I've definitely seen it before I doubt I saw it when it premiered uh because I mean I I ended up like watching a lot of the X Files, um, after the fact, on some kind of streaming service, or I don't know, or maybe a torrent. Ad, I don't know. X
1: Tube. But uh, so, yeah. <laughs> X Tube. <laughs> wow. Excellent.
2: That's going. That is I. I don't even know if that's still around, but well, I'm uh, sure it's not. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen this episode before. Mm. Uh, I didn't know that going into it, but once it started, I was like,
1: oh, I, you know, remembered it. Uh, how, how about you? Sounds like you watched it when it was repackaged. You got it right. Yeah, I, uh, again, I don't know what was going on with season four. Maybe I had already checked out on the X Files, um, but then I caught a commercial where they were saying, "Ooh, this episode was banned for five years." Uh, so of course, I had to, uh, I had to check it out. And I think at that time, I was probably deep into my uh, horror phase uh, in high school. Uh, so, and also, uh, we didn't really mention that. Uh, I mean, aside from, you know, our regular review of the episode, the question we're trying to answer here is, uh, you know, is this episode scary? Because according to a lot of websites, this and other X-Files fans, who I assume wrote the articles, this is allegedly the scariest X-Files episode.
2: Mm. Well, uh, the World Wide Web is never wrong, Steve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we do have, uh, by the way, Creative KV here, who's joined us in the live chat. He said, uh, October is... Excuse me. October is the month to prove you're a real man. No fear.
1: <laughs> man, hey, you could sell that. Jordan. Yeah, you could sell that to a lot of Halloween people. Like, uh, cause you know, I just I've worked at a few haunts. I worked at Horror Nights a few years. There are people who are deep into the uh, you know Halloween year round. It, Some of them even have uh, caskets in their living room. I hear.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's it's a coffin, Steve. Casket <laughs> right. has a lid uh, that on a hinge
1: can we have a next time i come over can we have a casket match or you know what in the spirit of tna we'll do a reverse casket match what do you think of that ah yes
2: yes (laughs) there you go there you go um but uh yeah there was something i was gonna mention about this episode and now uh it has eluded me this this episode was a lot more like gory yeah i remember i assume that that's why it was banned. Um, it's pretty graphic for, you know, network the TV. time on a uh, network TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a uh, pretty edgy. I would say the, the main things that got it banned were, uh, I mean, you didn't see too many dead babies on TV back then. Uh, even if not enough, <laughs> not enough. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, even though, I mean, you kind of just got a hand of a baby corpse, but I guess that was enough. And then there's the whole, uh, inbreeding involved uh which uh you know i'd say that's one of those things that's more uh, icky (laughs) than like scary i mean it's it's horrible but uh i think i'm already like tipping my uh my hand here too much so uh, i'll just go ahead and read the synopsis and it's as follows the remains of a murdered deformed infant lead the agents to a family of murderous inbred animal-like brothers living on a secluded farm in a remote section of pennsylvania uh, and this as we said before uh, the x-files is created by uh, chris carter he also created the shows the lone gunman harsh realm uh millennium which uh did you watch any of those because i loved millennium i thought it was fantastic
2: I remember starting Millennium, but uh, didn't finish it. Uh, creative KV wrote in the chat after your description. Yep, sounds like America to me.
1: <laughs> zing, <laughs> zing. Uh, but yeah, I love Millennium. I think I watched a few episodes of The Lone Gunman, but that didn't really do it for me. Um, and uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, maybe they, if, if they would have
2: had Exhibit in the cast.
1: <laughs> he, he makes everything better. Uh, so this was directed by one Kim Manners. Uh, and I have to say, I was uh, reading a lot about working with her on set. Turns out she was very well-mannered through the whole shoot.
2: Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Um... <laughs> You um, love it, you love it moving along. Alright,
1: so she directed 51 episodes of The X-Files uh, She's had quite the career Worked on a, the 80's show Riptide uh, Auto Man, which we need to cover someday I think it's about a guy who turns into a van or something like that And uh, Yehel's favorite show, Star Trek TNG uh, I, One of our, well not Baywatch nights, but regular Baywatch A couple episodes of Briscoe County Junior And Yehel's other favorite show, Mantis uh so this <laughs> this lady she's she worked on you know she's just touched greatness her entire career yeah
2: man there's a lot of uh a lot of the stuff that we've covered like a lot of people have mantis in their credits
1: yeah right it's kind
2: of kind of weird <laughs> the show wasn't around that long
1: no nope, like one two seasons if i remember correctly and basically yeah. uh also check out our episode on mantis everybody uh if you want to learn more about mantis so uh, the writers here are a writing team of uh, Glenn Morgan and uh, James Wong. And I was telling you, I, I, I gave old James Wong a call to try to get uh, you know, his input. Turns out it was a Wong number. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> steve what's going on buddy
2: Do, i i know you're not excited about starting the new job but is, there, is everything else okay at home what's going
1: it's great on? it's all right everybody i have an asian wife all right moving on they wrote the script final for final destination the original and for number three they also wrote for millennium uh the movie black christmas and the one have you ever seen any of those movies
2: no, I'm assuming that's the one with Jet Li. Yeah,
1: that's the one. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the comedy never stops here, ladies and gentlemen. I wasn't making any jokes, Steve. <laughs> you just started laughing because I don't know what's happened to your sense of humor today. It's got <laughs> it's it's has got Super Saiyan levels, if you ask me. Um, but uh, I guess we'll leave it <laughs> to Creative KB. <laughs> uh, all right. So who are the thespians who performed in this episode?
2: All right, so obviously we've got uh, David Duchovny as Fox Mulder. Uh, he's been in a bunch of things. I, I guess the other thing he's probably best known for is Californication, I would guess, but uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff.
1: Did you happen to see, uh, I know it's probably on your list, some of his early work were California with a K with him and Brad Pitt?
2: No, I, I didn't.
1: It's pretty messed up movie. You should check it out.
2: Okay. Uh, well, then we've got Gillian. Is it Gillian or
1: Jillian? I'm sure it's Jillian. <laughs> Gillian <laughs> Anderson Who the fuck's name is Gillian <laughs> someone on Spongebob maybe
2: <laughs> funny thing is I've, I don't think I've ever called her Gillian until right now
1: <laughs> now who's the You're one just making me... now who's messed up
2: You're make... I am i don't think it's funny <laughs> I wasn't trying to make it anyways <sighs> I, I'm just glad you didn't make like a joke about being stuck on Gillian's Island or
1: something. you just did is... it
2: kind of comedy. I know, I know. I'm saying I'm glad you did it. Oh,
1: okay. Too late, Anyways, it's out there.
2: Obviously, this is probably what she's best known for as Dana Scully. Mm. Uh, most recently, she's been on some show called Sex Education that has 32 episodes. It's been going on for like four wow. years. Never heard of nope. it. But uh, I also know she was on uh, The Crown. Um, mm. But she's been a bunch of sure. stuff. Um, all right. Up next, we've got Karen Carnival, who plays Mrs. Peacock. Mm. Uh I assume her husband is the Peacock Network from NBC. <laughs> um see, I, I knew that was a terrible joke, Steve, but I knew you would laugh.
1: <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so bad. Because it's a nomine. A nomine. A non comedy. She, she plays
2: she plays Maurice in all of the new Planet of the Apes movies. Uh It was news to me. I'm just just reading what our production staff put together here, Steve. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) She's also, uh, she was actually in three episodes of The X-Files. I didn't look up what these other characters looked like, but I do want to give you their names, the other two characters' names. Uh Little Judy Poundstone. Okay. And she also played Little Chucky
1: Poundstone. Oh, uh, maybe, is it voiceover work, you think?
2: Um Steve the the production staff did not feel like putting that together for I'm going to have to yell at them. Uh, but those uh other two appearances they're in the same episode from season 11. Hmm. One of our unwatched seasons. <laughs> Anyways, moving right along, she she's actually been in a shit ton of stuff, 139 credits. Um she, Snowpiercer is kind of where I recognize her from. Um up next we have Adrian, uh, what's her Adrian Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Griffiths plays Sherman Peacock. That's one of the uh, brothers. He's done a bunch of stuff, but like, eh, you know, always like guard number two, you know, uh, sure. piano cleaner number three. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> wow, that's specific. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Exhibit mas- mas- Masseur. Wait, mas- Masseuse?
1: Victrola Anyways. operator.
2: <laughs> yeah. Then we've got Sebastian uh, Spence. He plays Deputy Barty Paster. There's another guy that like when you see his face, you recognize him. Mm-hmm. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, he looked really familiar to me, and I fi- figured out he's in uh, like 10 episodes of Battlestar Galactica. Oh. Um, but he's had like a pretty wide and varied career. Then we've got Judith uh, Maxey, who plays the wife of uh, the deputy. Uh, her name is Barbara Taylor. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even going to bring her up because she's not really in this too much and wait a minute why did i bring her up she's not in star trek (laughs) oh
1: that's that's the only thing that's important that's the only thing that
2: would have made her a person to me uh anyways but she's actually been in a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. uh but again one of those people you don't really recognize uh okay Up next, we've got Tucker Smallwood, who you will recognize. He's been in a million things. Again, he's like another Bruce Greenwood. He's like in everything, but never uh, the leading man, never gets top billing. Mm -hmm. He's often playing like authority figures, whether it be like a lead scientist on something or a military guy. Like it's always somebody in charge of something. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyways, uh, he has been in. Not. What's going? (sighs) Hold on. (laughs) Okay. Let me get this together.
1: Are you talking about your life? It's it's,
2: it's not me, baby. It's IMDb. Oh, sure, sure. All right. He was in nine episodes of Star Trek Enterprise as the uh, Zindi Primate Counselor. He was also in one episode of Star Trek Voyager as Admiral Bullock. Um, Moving right along, we've got Chris Nelson, who plays uh, one of the other Peacocks, Edmund Peacock. Mm -hmm. Um, This guy... Has been, and also, excuse me, quite a few things as well. But again, you're not going to recognize him from anywhere unless you watched uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, where he plays Trey Jock at an episode. And then uh, I thought I had one other person who was in Star Trek, but maybe I didn't. (laughs) But uh, that is the end of the Star
0: Trek Connections. All right, here we go. Ah, oh no! We've just entered another Star Trek Connection! Ah!
1: Alrighty, uh, so um, you ready to jump into the episode?
2: Yeah, yeah. Let Let's jump in like a brother and mother in love with each
1: other. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've been reading some interesting. Spoiler literature. alert. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's a. Du-
2: no, I'm talking about the
1: episode. I know you are. <laughs> All right, it's a dark and stormy night, and then there's a, a rickety looking farmhouse looming in the distance, and then that we're inside it, and it's very dimly lit. There's a woman who's in labor. The lightning illuminates like the uh, creepy men who are around her who've got messed up faces, but it's kind of hard to tell. I, I bet it looked I bet it was even harder to tell back then with the standard definition <laughs> what you know yeah. people look like. But uh, But yeah, so she gives birth and the men take the baby outside into the rain and start digging a nice little hole for it. And then it's um, there's a man crying the whole time while they're shoveling, and then before you know it, like, the hole gets buried. Uh, they did the whole uh, classic sort of um, Evil Dead shot of, like, burying the camera, which definitely adds to to the effect. Um, and then, basically, the X-Files theme plays. Uh, what did you think about the uh, cold open here?
2: Uh, I agree. It's very, very dark. By the way, uh, in the chat, Creative KV said that that was the worst segue he'd ever heard. And he's unsubscribed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it was pretty cool. Very dark. I I would say almost like to the point of kind of being annoyingly dark Mm -hmm. because you could really like barely see anything. But it doesn't last very long. And, you know, it's a nice little hook. For an opener uh what did you think
1: yeah i loved it and i really feel like this whole episode sort of uh follows uh kind of horror or like monster movie rules where they really keep those guys kind of obscured for as long as they can so you know you're the the, the viewers kind of like Hey, what the what the heck am I looking at is there is this like some weird ape man or something and then finally like halfway through the episode you see him in broad daylight and they they just look awful but yeah great cinematography great atmosphere and yeah I definitely hear what you're saying that maybe it's a little uh too dark but I I felt that when the lightning um flashed it just sort of it added to the whole uh atmosphere and mystique and uh, so then we get the classic X-Files theme um, and opening playing. Um, how did it hold up for you in 2023?
2: Uh oh, it's great, man. I mean, obviously, you know, I have a lot of nostalgia for sure. it, but uh, I think it's great, man. I think it's one of the best uh, TV themes in history. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying from like a musical you know, standpoint but to me like a good tv theme should set the tone for the show
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh more so than i'm mean, it be like a great technical piece of music if, if you know what mm-hmm. i mean and uh yeah the x-files theme man like it does such a great job of just like setting the mood and atmosphere for the show
1: yeah i remember it was a big deal um i think they were the ones at least i guess during this period who had the, I don't even remember the right uh, term for it, but where they showed the little um, sort of like phrases or government cover-up, like paranormal alien mm-hmm. invasion. And I know a lot of other shows at the time sort of uh, borrowed from that. I remember the uh, Batman Beyond <laughs> opening for some reason it has, has that stuff in it. Uh, but I mean, it just shows what a trendsetter setter Uh, The X-Files were. I mean, they everybody ripped them.
2: I mean, but but who's got the better theme? Uh, Not just song, but also the video uh, that goes along with it. The X-Files or Baywatch Nights?
1: Oh, man, that is a... (laughs) Dang, that's a hard question to answer.
2: Because I think you could say, like, the X-Files song is better, but I feel like the visuals... Baywatch Nights somehow are better.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's different. Like, <laughs> it's kind of hard to compare because for us, you know, Baywatch Nights is like so bad, it's good. And the X Files, speak for yourself, for the time. It's so
2: good, it's it, good.
1: Yeah, it is. It teeters <laughs> on that for me, too. I'll, I mean, because that's, you know, the, the Baywatch Nights theme is music that I actually, the style of music I actually listen to when I'm like driving, you yeah, know, yeah, basically. Uh, I couldn't imagine pumping the X Files theme when I'm driving my car. Um, eh. do you, so, do you really want a straight answer here? I'm going to take Baywatch Nights.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I would too. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, we should upload like a video with uh, the X Files theme playing over the Baywatch Nights. Uh, Ooh, yeah, that video. But but still keep in knights will never be the same again <laughs>
1: like you just see fox Mulder saying that at the end like straight to camera like i, I can see it i can see it
2: oh man so uh creative was talking about uh the theme uh, you, you know these that would have like the words like you were talking about mm-hmm. and he was saying if they would use the uh that you wouldn't steal a car uh you wouldn't download a car like uh font or whatever that was so popular and to be edgy back in the day. Right,
1: right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then the ironic thing about those commercials that were created by, like, the movie and TV industry is that now, with AI, they're stealing everybody's art (laughs) without asking. um, But uh, that's that's another podcast altogether. So uh, back into the episode here, it's uh, daytime, and some kids are playing baseball in a nice little cornfield. Uh, One guy hits a dinger. (laughs) That means a a grand slam, you hell, in case you didn't know. I I really didn't know. He he hits the ball very high, and it lands into the uh, previously shot uh, rickety farmhouse's uh, property, and they all sort of just stare at it, and one of the kids goes, hey, it's on the Peacock's property. And they're like, well, forget it, and they just bring out a new ball. And uh, they're about to hit another dinger, if you will. I've never played baseball in my entire life, so I don't know if this is how you know. No, oh, it doesn't.
2: You can't tell. Can't yeah,
1: tell. good, good, good. Uh, so you're
2: you're a real Jose Canseco.
1: He's uh, I'm, I'm a real uh, you know uh, Terry Nolan Bradshaw.
2: Ryan-esque in your delivery.
1: Well, I'm all hepped up on the... Terry Bradshaw. Isn't he football? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I prefer to think of myself as. Who are the guys who were all hepped up on roids? I'm one of those guys. All right. Oh, Maguire. Yeah, there you you're, you're, go. Like, you're like Maguire. <laughs> I'm gonna hit this ball.
2: And then just, just, Yeah, Steve Steve had uh half a bottle of Androstein. <laughs> uh
1: before. And uh, adrenochrome as well. Uh so uh Yes. So yeah, the the batter, I believe that's the proper term, is like digging his shoes which I believe is also the proper term into the mound the dirt of the mound and as he's digging it blood pours out and then the camera pans down and we see a baby's hand and then there's an awesome transition to uh to Mulder just picking up uh, the ball um and while he's investigating the uh you know the dead baby and everything and then uh, Scully shows up she measures the hole. And then we are introduced to Sheriff uh, Andy Taylor, uh, who is the local law. And uh, let's see, the name of the town that they are in is actually called uh, Home, I guess Home, Pennsylvania. And Sheriff tells us that the Peacocks, uh, they don't have any electricity. They built that home back, I guess, during or after the Civil War. And um, he doesn't want to qu- them to question the Peacocks because they are feeble And, and then it also really leads to, I guess he's afraid by talking to them, they're going to go on a murderous rampage and ruin their sweet, quiet little town. What, what did you think about all that?
2: Um, yeah, it was fine. I mean, kind of generic, uh, kind of Mm tropey, you know, the, the, the redneck hick, you know, in breeding Hills have eyes type of people. Like I guess the Hills have eyes is more like due to radiation, right? Um, is why they're deformed
1: but, it's a, it's a um, good mix of hills have eyes and texas chainsaw massacre
2: yeah yeah I, i'd say that that's right it's it's a little generic and tropey but that's not necessarily a bad
1: thing right i mean it's just uh you could tell you know the writing team were obviously uh horror and genre guys uh you, their ideas for this episode were x-files versus the things we just mentioned uh, texas chainsaw massacre or you know uh Hills have eyes, basically. Uh and so yeah, uh where were we? Okay, so they go to the police station, they examine the baby corpse. There's a bunch of stuff wrong with it. Scully tells us because of the years of inbreeding. They leave and go sit on a bench, and there's usually one uh like moment in like every X Files episode where M- Mulder and Scully kind of flirt with each other like inadvertently, right. and uh this is uh definitely it. Um, I hated that scene. <laughs> I figured you would. I, like, I mean, I don't know. It just it's just to show their sort of relationship, don't you think? Or you don't like the comedy, it, it, Mulder's it, comedy. I don't know.
2: It, it was th- there were just like a couple lines I should have written them down that I just thought were like kind of odd. Um, like um, Mulder just like randomly asked or ask Gully like, "Oh, uh, does your family have any genetic problems?" <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well I mean I w- I would say at this point they had already been working together for so long that, you know, everything is on brand for them to talk about, baby basically.
2: Yeah, but but then like then like Mulder after you know Scully's like, Nope, uh we're 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 perfect Aryan uh, Aryans uh in my family. Uh <laughs> she after she says that they're fine, Mulder's like oh everything's fine in my family except for my uh, sister getting abducted by aliens <laughs> <laughs> like why are you making a joke about that i, don't know. I, th- I just thought it was a little odd um and also then like the scene like has a real weird line at the end i, I thought it was weird when like <clears throat> you know because scully basically is talking about like wanting a baby someday mm. and uh as she goes to leave uh you know Mulder's like hey scully I never saw thought saw you as a mother before today mm-hmm. she, I mean why it's like she did something motherly or anything like out of that right
1: I mean it's just because uh you know I guess it's got this dead baby's got her you know thinking about the baby that she lost when she was abducted, even though she had in real life but uh but I would say that uh I think the reason why that scene is there is because you know we just spent a scene with like a baby corpse. And they're trying to like, lighten the mood a little bit, um, basically, uh, because I mean, I guess so. The, um... I mean, this whole episode is uh, pretty dark, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, no, it is pretty dark, both visually and thematically. Mm. Um, I, Creative caving the chat has such a good suggestion that I can't believe neither you or I have ever thought about it because it's so fucking obvious. Uh, Creative Cave wrote, by the way, if there's one thing that would be helpful as a viewer of this channel is to put the episode of the thing you're covering in the stream title, especially if you're coming in late. The
1: stream?
2: Uh, yeah, that is a great idea. I mean, idea. that
1: must... Yes. Yeah. Is that... You mean for like Twitch or...
2: Well, I, I know on YouTube uh you can put like a title. Yeah, you, I mean you, that's the, something
1: uh, that I'm gonna have to figure out how to do later. But thank you for the suggestion.
2: Yeah, that's uh may, maybe in the interim in the future we next next show we can uh we can always like pin a comment. You would have to leave a comment saying what it is and just pin it to the chat.
1: Sure, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Um
2: But thanks, Creative KB. No fear.
1: So- <laughs> So what were we, no titles. What were we talking no about?
2: So they just finished uh, awkwardly flirting on the bench. Uh
1: huh. All right. So yeah, they uh, uh, blood uh, Muller and Scully flirt with each other. All right, now they're at a um, like a hotel room, basically. Where? Like a like your tip, your stereotypical crappy motel. Let me go on the bench, Mulder. Uh, I, let's see, go to, Scully finds a matching boot print. We see some creepy Where is the hotel part? Ah, man, I'm totally thrown off now. Uh, All right, so yeah, beach. um, Mulder and Scully flirt with each other. Talk about genetic defaults. Mulder and Scully go to the Peacocks. All right, so they're not at the hotel room yet. They go to the Peacocks. uh, They see blood, so that gives them probable cause to go inside. Scully finds a matching boot print, and then they leave. They say, you know, go put out an AP... Tell the sheriff to put out an APB for... The peacock boys and as they're leaving yeah and there's like
2: a bunch of like blood around this place mm. i think don't they find like the umbilical cord yeah, um, i
1: think they yeah basically i mean this play the interior of this place if it hasn't been expressed enough is like what you would imagine like your typical hoarder like sort of uh place would look like just like crap everywhere
2: um there's, like, flies buzzing around. Yeah, at one point, Mulder um, holds
1: up a newspaper uh, talking about Elvis or something. Um, yeah,
2: like, his death. And it's pristine. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought, I thought that, that was really interesting. That was, like, the one thing in the house that was pristine. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and also, I, I would describe this house, like, I, I don't know if you've played Resident Evil 7. But it looks like the house that you go into the interior, like it looks exactly like it Mm -hmm. to the point where I almost wonder if it was inspired
1: by it. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it all goes back to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Have you ever seen it?
2: Yeah, but a long time ago.
1: So let's see. All right. So, yeah, as they're leaving, they pan over and like hidden in like some weird crawl space of the house is this darkened figure and we can only see uh, he or she's eyes. Um, and then basically they cut to the commercial and then they come back and uh, one of the peacocks are, I thought it, they were siphoning gas, but I guess they were gassing up this like sort of classic, I, I don't know if, if it's a-
2: Like an old white catalog. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's exactly what it is. And then the three peacocks go for a drive and now we're with Sheriff Taylor and um he i think there was a scene earlier where he was uh looking at his gun because that's one of the big one of the big things for the sheriff is um that he he doesn't want to disrupt the harmony of home which is why i guess all these years he's left the peacocks alone and he tells Mulder and scully that he doesn't even wear a gun so he doesn't want things to change uh but you see him later uh he takes out his gun and looks at it because he knows stuff's, you know, going down, but then ultimately he decides to put it away. Like, what do you think of that choice in that scene?
2: I mean, it's dumb. It it really doesn't make any sense. And it kind of makes the sheriff look inept. Uh, And maybe that's, you know what it's supposed to be that he's just so wrapped up in this idyllic, you know, view of his home Uh, but I mean, I feel like they, they kind of went a little overboard hammering home that he wants things to stay as they are. Um, he doesn't want the town to change and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, I I did want to put out that creative, gave you the chat had mentioned another great description, analogy for, uh, the Peacock family house, uh, very similar to Neverland Ranch. Oh,
1: oh, you've (laughs) been there. Have you? Have you (laughs) CC? Oh, well, we'll have to have you on. Uh, Tell us all about it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, and, you know, one thing we didn't talk about is that, like, when they're talking about the the baby or whatever, like, Mulder and Scully do have this discussion about how, like, uh, Mulder thinks it's just kids getting rid of an unwanted birth mm-hmm. uh, and that it's not really, like, doesn't really fall under FBI jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. But because Scully thinks that, you know, that it's possible that someone is being held, a woman is being held captive mm-hmm. against her wishes uh it's kidnapping situation which is fbi yep uh jurisdiction
1: yep well said
2: according to chris carter i don't know
1: (laughs) yeah that's like that's the one weird thing when i was watching this uh is this i was like is this is this fbi regulation is it yeah because i mean everything you know uh, you could look up any kind anything you want now thanks i mean I, i know the internet was around back then but it seems like well, it's not the same. Yes, yeah, exactly. And shows I feel like are, I don't know, at least shows like this, the ones that are procedural, are more realistic these days. I don't know. At least in terms of following the um, the sure. rules.
2: I mean, and, you know, ultimately X-Files is a sci- science fiction show. So you you, you got to give them a little bit of leeway anyway. Sure. But yeah, but in the house, you know, one thing that we didn't mention maybe you were about to is that when they're getting their evidence, the the bloody boots and whatever... Um, there's somebody watching them, uh, from, uh, I, I, from like under a bed.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mentioned that when they leave, you know, they pan over and show, you know, show the person's eyes. Uh, remember? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I,
2: guess I was, not listening to you, Steve. <laughs> You're
1: too busy. <laughs> I was
3: probably
2: reading the chat. The no it's, it's creative, creative KV's Kavey. fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's creative KV's fault. Uh, i for
1: all the problems in my life uh but uh moving on
2: real men real men don't <laughs> listen to their co-host
1: no fear <laughs> man <we're in laughs>
2: I actually had a no fear shirt and I forgot to send it oh, but next uh week. next week yeah, next yeah. week
1: so basically uh what we think is going to have oh but also I like okay so not only does the sheriff not take his gun um they also show them all right he's hanging out on the porch like looking out into the darkness and his of his, house. Yeah, of his house and his um, wife is like, uh, you know, what are, what, are you, what are you doing out here? And he's like, Oh, I'm just taking one look back before it all changes. So this is after he's gotten the, the APB for the, the arrests or <clears> to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause Mulder and Scully called him uh, the person that was like under the bed, right. heard him. Yes. And uh, Mulder and Scully were like, Hey bro, we need you to, uh, Put out an APB, we need we need warrants. Right. Uh for for the Peacock brothers. So he has no choice. Um, yeah,
1: so he has to do it. At the same time, all right, so there's goods and bad things about this. So he obviously knows that these Peacock people are dangerous. Um, and uh so once the APB is put out, I mean I guess. He wouldn't think that they would be dangerous enough to come after him and his family. But, you know, he must have been thinking about it because he was looking at his gun earlier. And then I guess it's his wife that fails to lock the door. Is that right?
2: Right. Yeah. They go when uh, she's like, oh, come inside, blah, blah, blah. And she loses the door. They, they do a long zoom in on the lock to show you that it wasn't locked. I love.
1: Yeah. I love you keep saying that. um, it's like over the head this script. Um, it kind of beats you over the head with stuff. And it definitely does. I mean, you've you've seen the one and some of those other movies these guys yeah. have written. It's like subtlety is not their strong suit. And, no, it, and no, I think no. that's perfectly fine for this episode, which is X-Files Meets the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but uh It's okay. No, no,
2: like like I said, I mean I, I do think it was a little bit much, mm-hmm. but I don't it doesn't like take away from it. I, I guess it just it just makes you And, you know, obviously they were trying to create something where they're foreshadowing Mm -hmm. that because things are going to change, something's going to happen to the sheriff. But, you know, there's a difference between foreshadowing and practically telling you. Yeah, these guys don't. And they're like, they're on that line, (laughs) man. Uh, Oh, I agree. I agree. I was like, uh, by the way, uh, Creative KV came up with a much better uh, way to express me not listening to you on a no fear shirt, which is assert dominance.
3: No fear. Do it like
2: a dog. Wait, no. Still going? <laughs> so dominance. Do it like a dog. No,
1: no fear. fear. No fear.
2: <laughs> which sounds like a legitimate no fear. Yeah, I know
1: shit. you're too good at this. You're gonna, we're going to have to relaunch we, the line. Um Yeah. But uh yeah. All right. Conversely So yeah, the the, 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 the she leaves the door unlocked mm-hmm.
2: uh like a fool. Mm-hmm. Uh even though her husband keeps talking about oh, things are changing. Right, right. But um Then they go to bed. Uh, Oh, wait. No, no, no. Actually, we we cut to, like, another scene, don't we?
1: Well, I can't remember if it's after or before, but they show Mulder and Scully in the hotel room, and Mulder's trying to watch, like, scrambled nature videos on, like, the, uh, you know, the CRT TV that doesn't even have cable, which, I don't know, is kind of funny and weird. Uh, But, um, yeah, basically, Scully goes to leave after they have a little chat. And she's like, um, Mulder, you, the lock on the door is broken. And he's like, oh, Scully, you don't have to lock the door here. And then after she leaves, he puts a chair under it. Because, you know, Mulder, he doesn't trust anyone. Am I right? That was like his old yeah. t- catchphrase. Yeah. yeah, and that
2: actually happened before the porch scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking at so, I mean, either way, so, yeah. it's
1: just, uh, you know, I guess it's just contrasting the two different characters. It's like you got the seasoned fbi people from the big city they don't trust nobody and then you've got you know the small town sheriff who's resistant to change and in the end it kills him because uh basically what's up next is that the peacock bros they drive their fancy classic cadillac to sheriff taylor's house they beat him to death while his wife watches and then. Yeah, n- now, now he gets to get beat over the head. With oh, something. Bats, <laughs> baseball bats.
2: <laughs> now that's so, common. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's actually like pretty gruesome um, the way it's shot. Uh, again, for network TV back then. Um, you know, it's pretty tame these days, I guess. But, um, and it goes on for quite a mm. while, which I think is what, because, you know, they don't show you like his head bashed in. Right. Um, you know, but there's a lot of blood and there's a lot of strikes. And yeah, I, I think what makes it feel brutal is just how long it goes on mm,
1: for sure. And I really like the, uh, the lead up to it. It's like, cause you know, it's going to happen and you want someone like, it's like, Oh, are is somehow Mulder and Scully going to show up and save them? No, 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 no. They, uh, they, they yeah. both end up uh, getting murdered and, oh, I didn't even think about this. Uh, since I'm already talking about it, I'll bring it up. Creative KB, if you look at the Obscuratron, the thumbnail pops up into it so you can see what we're covering, just, just to let you know for the future. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, the next day, Mulder and Scully examine the bodies of the sheriff and his wife. Uh, the deputy offers to take Mulder and Scully to the peacocks. Um, and then they show the peacocks eating bread. Uh, and then the creepy-eyed person... Should we just go ahead and uh, reveal who the creepy person is? Um, sure. Yeah, basically it's revealed to be their mom. Uh, one of the big things is that uh, previously in the episode, they just say, oh, that's, there's nothing but you know the peacock brothers who are there. The parents died in a um, car accident. Um, So how could they give birth to a baby? (laughs) And uh, yeah, basically she's the answer to the question. Um, And she basically gives them kind of like a rallying uh, speech. Like this is their home. They got to prepare because now they have to experience change um, because the FBI is coming down on them. And uh, the, let's see, Mulder and Scully and the deputy converge on the house. I love how, uh, and Mulder actually makes fun of him. The deputy is like, ch-ch-ch, like, let's go. Let's go get him. And then he leaves. Yeah, he,
2: he's, he's like, well, with me, it'll be three on three. And these will give us an edge. No fear.
1: <laughs> it's just it's just a regular <laughs> gun, man. But, I mean, I guess he's not.
2: In fact, uh, maybe we can put on a no fear shirt that's just the gun. And then
1: underneath it says no fear.
2: I, I, um, I, I, that'll sell out here in uh, Florida, I
1: promise yep. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so what? Uh, and I, I thought Mulder was funny. He was like, "Ooh, that's a little too Charles Bronson for me, Scully." He says after that. But then they go anyway. Yeah. And I, and this is when I start to question, and I shouldn't. You should just go with it. You shouldn't question. I was just like, if, like the real FBI would wait for backup. Like, did they have like a reason why they couldn't wait for more FBI people, or if they just uh, just wasn't gonna happen?
2: I guess because I don't know, maybe they never say. Maybe it would just take them too long to get out there. Maybe it's because there's a, you know, they feel like there's a woman being held against her will that they need to rescue, and they've already murdered, they've already committed two murders, Mm. you know, that we know of. uh, Three if you count the baby. Oh,
1: actually, I guess that's the reason because Scully was like, they, you know, could have a woman there held against her will, like they could do anything to her, so they have to get out there pronto. So there was a reason there
2: uh yeah i i know you don't care about kidnapped women steve and i know uh, you don't care about
1: uh, kids so it's all it's all good uh
2: oh no i was like a dead baby yeah.
1: uh. <laughs> uh tell me yeah. more <laughs> don't you have a subscription to dead baby illustrated <laughs> I, <laughs> i'll see you at dead baby con 2024 brother oh my god all right. yeah, yeah yeah i'll
2: <laughs> yeah, there was somebody in this cast. Uh, actually, it's the guy that plays the sheriff. I was going to mention that he was in an episode of Silk Stockings. Uh,
1: <laughs> Silk Stockings Junior. I was
2: going to ask you if you knew if he uh, crossed over to Silk Stockings Junior. <laughs> he but... <laughs> was.
1: He was. A, he was a principal at the school for like one, two yeah. episodes. Uh, yeah. They...
2: So, Silk Stockings Junior moving to the Fox Kids <laughs> Network this fall.
1: <laughs> Oh man. Too good. Too good. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Basically the, um, overzealous deputy tries to basically walk right into the front door and he's rewarded with an ax to the chest or was there straight to the neck? I don't know. He gets an ax somewhere. Um, and, uh, so now <laughs> Mulder and Scully like not affected at all, but I mean, I guess they are seasoned FBI people. So they, they're, they're probably like when the camera's not on. It's like Scully, look at that, another dead, dumb deputy. And she's like, I see that, Mulder. I, I don't care. <laughs> M- Mulder doesn't care about anybody's deaths. This episode, like,
2: it's real weird. Yeah, he's very like matter of fact right. about everyone's death. <laughs> yeah, he's like, eh, yep. Um, uh, the husband and the sheriff and his wife, yep, they're dead. Right. Yeah. Uh, the. Charles Bronson guy, uh, he's dead.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, this r- empathy isn't this writing team's uh, first strength, I would say. But, uh, yeah, so basically, um, Mulder and Scully, they hash a plan. They're like, oh, we don't want to go in there because there's obvious traps. So let's get them to come out here. So they release the pigs, and that gets all three brothers to run out of the house. Then you finally get to see them in, like, broad daylight. Uh, how would you describe, like, the makeup effects here?
2: Uh, before I do, we should mention that it was established earlier on by the sheriff that these brothers, uh, raise their own food, their own pigs specifically. So these are like, you know, there's like a pig pen Mm. that they are being kept in, um, the mat, the makeup, like the guy that's bald Mm. looks pretty decent, but some of the, but the other two brothers, uh, the makeup job's not, (laughs) it's okay. Uh, I think HD did it no favors.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that. Um. Let's see. So it, it, it looked better what it
2: was like yeah. in the dark and oh, shadows. And I mean, that's you. you yeah. The... You just caught glimpses of it because, yeah, in broad daylight, it, it did not look great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure part of the reason why they didn't, I, I don't know, maybe spend more time or money on the makeup is they were. This was going to be out on standard definition, right. you know, uh, over over the air signals. You know, it wouldn't have looked as bad.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. At the time, so, that was like the standard probably. Uh, so Mulder and Scully uh, sneak into the house Mulder avoids a a trap at the back door they find someone trapped under a bed They pull her out she has no arms and legs that's the aforementioned uh, creepy eyes Uh, it's the mom and uh, they discover it's the peacock's mother and like that was like a big uh, reveal basically because you know the question is where did the baby come from well it came from their mom and I mean, I remember when I first watched it, I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of disgusting." I mean, it's really disgusting. Uh, yeah.
2: Sorry, I'm laughing because uh, in the chat, Creative KB wrote, uh, "The makeup artists were gainers," uh, a reference to Chris Gaines.
1: <laughs> Gainiacs.
2: <laughs> you know, there's a there's a Star Trek podcast I listened to, and Chris Gaines came up on it the other the no other way. week. Uh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe it. they brought up like the whole thing about how like Chris Gaines has like or Garth Brooks is like more unreleased music. But anyways, the reason why sorry, I know there's a bit of a sidetrack, but one of the the three one of the three hosts on that podcast, this whole time, they he they all knew who Chris Gaines was when the one guy brought it up, but one guy this whole time thought it was a different person. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was just like, what? <laughs> so there's like this 10 minute aside they go on where this guy just can't believe it. Uh, can't believe that's it. It's
1: funny. Uh, so Scully tries to talk to Miss Peacock, you know, ask her if she needs help, blah, blah, blah. Let, let's get you out of here. And yeah, uh, that's basically when they do the big reveals, like, Mulder he says, Oh, we're gonna take you home. And then Scully's like, This is her home. This is the mom. Oh, and then cut to uh-huh. done.
2: Yeah, they they show like a picture of the lady uh that's like on the the picture on the dresser. Right, or something. right.
1: And uh then basically Scully stays with the mom and Mulder goes out to uh, watch the the brothers while they round up the pigs. Um and then uh basically like, we're in the finish here. Like, the brothers come back. There's basically a gunfight. And um, uh, Scully empties a clip into one of them, but it still doesn't uh, stop him, basically. Um, like, what are your th- I hated that. What?
2: Like, like he's inbred. Like, he's not Superman.
1: Nah, but it's, um, you, you know what they used to call that, though, right? Something, something strength.
2: No, I don't, Steve. Would you like to say it out loud? Well, uh, it Rhymes
1: with no, uh, but like you know, but, but like the guy, the guy doesn't even like
2: react. No, uh, he, none of them he do too But shot he just in. gets
1: back up. Like I mean, in the world of like horror movies, especially back in like the nineties, I guess it kind of works. But of course, it doesn't work in real life. Like, I mean, their bloodline would have been wiped out like years ago. They wouldn't even make it this far if this was real life.
2: Um, I, 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 I just, I, I don't know. It kind of, it was so unbelievable. Uh, it really took me out of it for that scene.
1: Like it it was
2: pretty ridiculous. I could could
1: see that. Yeah, for sure.
2: And, and we should mention, I I don't know if we really dove into, um, when the deputy gets killed, he gets killed with like a home alone style trap. (laughs) Uh, and there's basically other home alone style traps set in the Mm. house. Uh, that molder and scully over. So they're they're home alone traps that can kill you. I mean basically.
1: they are let, let's uh, they're hunting traps basically that they put indoors. Like they're not like you know slipping around on micro machines.
2: No, 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 but it
1: is like oh
2: this wire is going to make something swing around and you know but instead of it be and hit you in the head but instead of it being like a a bucket of water <laughs> it's uh, Ah, uh, you know, it's something that can
1: impale. Right, it. Right, yeah, it's an axe blade or... Yeah, and that actually comes back and kills one of the brothers. And, uh, yeah, and basically, the other one and mom uh, gets away. And uh, we see them, and they're driving away. Um, it's, like, dark in that... Uh, on a dark stretch of road. And, um, yeah, that is... A bit, they drive off into the moonlight... And mom is talking about how they need to go and start a new family, cause you can't keep a peacock down. And uh, that is the end of the yeah. episode.
2: Yeah, his mom's like, mm, "I'm horny. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna do this again." See,
1: I think this episode would be a good to anyone who gets off on like incest porn. This would be a good way to get them off of it, possibly. <laughs> okay,
2: okay. I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> I, uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: Don't Steve, you kink uh, shame. <laughs> I, I, I,
2: I was going to save this, uh, but, uh, another, uh, thing that Creative Carry had written was that when we were talking about tangents, real men go on tan gents because no sane man would stay
1: pale. No, no fear. fear, no fear. i <laughs> I've got a great, I've got a great <laughs> farmer's tan going, so I yeah. don't need to be offended. Uh.
2: <laughs> well, um, I, you know, and then Mulder and Scully like have a little conversation because, like you mentioned, uh, the older brother and the mom get away mm. during the melee where you know the brothers are taking bullets, mm, uh, getting right back. They're up. basically mm-hmm. bullet sponges. Yep. But anyways, uh, afterwards, Mulder and Scully are just like, ah, well, they'll find them in time yeah <laughs> it's, it's like in, <laughs> that's literally the line it's like it's like ah with the description and the car ah, they'll find him in time and then Mulder's like i think time
1: has already gotten Ooh, it's like in uh, like, wrestling when um the two wrestlers run out of their or one wrestler runs out of the ring and the one stays in but some for some reason can't get through the ropes because the other one's walking up the ramp you know what i'm saying Oh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, I would have gotten you. Yeah, though. but I'm behind
1: the ropes. I'll get you next time. Uh, so, yeah, that is basically the uh, end of the episode. Are you ready to render your verdict? Yeah, let's do it. Or the question. All right, Agent Velasquez of the Triple X Files. Do you think that. Season four, episode two, home of the X-Files should be remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. And do you think that it was scary? And do you think that it was one of the scarier X-Files episodes?
2: Uh, I'll tackle your last question first. I didn't think it was scary, uh, Mm -hmm. like, at all. Now, was it creepy, you know? at times and kind of like, kind of like you said earlier, more ick than anything. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't say it's like scary. Um, I was actually kind of on the fence about whether or how to judge this episode because it's not bad. Um, but I feel like everything you could like telegraph from a mile away. Like, I, I think it's pretty obvious from the beginning that it's going to turn out that it's either it's another family member that's having these kids uh, these these babies um you know you knew that they were gonna end up being like murderous like inbred you, you you know mentally challenged hicks kind of trope mm-hmm. so and, and like i said earlier there's some like weird stuff with the sheriff that doesn't make sense and like they're bullet sponges which i hated but i'm gonna say overall keep it it's it's kind of from what I remember, it's pretty different. I haven't watched X-Files in a very long time. But right. from my recollection of it, it is pretty different from their usual stuff. So I'll give them mm-hmm. um, you know, credit for doing something uh, a little different. Um, I'm kind of surprised at how highly rated this episode is. On, on IMDb, it's rated like an 8.8. 8. Um, I wouldn't even put it like in the top 50 episodes of X-Files I've ever mm-hmm. watched uh it, it'd be kind of towards the bottom for me but x files is kind of a lot like star trek even when it's bad it's still pretty good uh so i'm gonna say remember
1: it all righty wow well, thank you for that very thorough answer yeah um, sorry
2: that was very long no and no no sorry. hey that's why we're here
1: um so yeah it's since i haven't watched any x files in a long time it's uh hard to compare it for sure Like I'm I'm pretty sure the X-Files, the other episodes are a little bit more subtle than than this one is. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's obvious that there's not
2: there's like no mystery here. And they're usually that's usually a big part of the X-Files episode.
1: Right, right, right. For sure. Um, So but uh, as far as like a Halloween episode to like revisit uh, on Halloween, basically, I think it works really Mm -hmm. good in that regard uh yeah it, as far as like just sort of straightforward over-the-top horror i mean something like this on network tv in the 90s i mean this was uh that didn't really happen too much and you know even watching it now i'm like oh this is uh this is pretty edgy so i really appreciated like the cinematography at the beginning and... it's very
2: well directed mm-hmm. uh well the cinematography is nice i I questioned some of the direction, uh, like <laughs> in terms of like what the actors were, I presume directed to do, because like Mulder's usually not so cold and uncared. He, he's, he's not the most the warmest guy in the world, but he like literally like did not give a fuck if anybody lived or died. He it was, was too real busy weird.
1: cracking jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. was real weird. Right, right. I mean, this was uh... made it,
2: it made him seem like a psychopath.
1: Yeah, I would say. Hmm. I mean, that seems weird because the uh the director, I mean she's worked on others. I almost feel like it's gotta be somewhere in the script like these are obviously like big idea like plot guys and not a lot of like sort of subtlety and like human feeling kind of guys well,
2: well the thing the thing is like she's also was a producer for like a hundred fifty nine episodes of the series, yeah, so it's not like she was just a one-off director, so yeah, maybe I don't know. It's I, and I'm not saying like Mulder should have been like boohoo crying over like these people he just met that died, but right. he wasn't even like frustrated. No. He should be frustrated that like the sheriff died. You know they needed him, and like that the other deputy died. Well now it's three on two. Like it's like he doesn't care one way or the other. Yeah, no, no. I, and I... and when your main care, one of your main characters doesn't care, it, why should you as the viewer care? That that's.
1: Right. Yeah, they were. That's what
2: one of the things that made me really almost say this should not be remembered. But <laughs>
1: yeah, they were it's both lying. very uh, unempathetic. Uh, <laughs> for the both. Well, Scully
2: does care when, like, when, like, the deputy gets killed. Mm-hmm. She's like trying to warn him that you know and stuff, and she like yells out, "Oh, he's dead!" Like, you know, she's like, "Oh, fuck!" And Mulder's just like. All right, I guess we'll have to figure something else out. Well,
1: David, maybe. it was reported that uh, David Duchovny couldn't find enough women to satisfy his sex edition prior to the uh, <laughs> the recording of this episode. So, you know, blame it on a lack of hot cold running women.
2: I, mean, oh, uh, I see. Well, you know, funny enough, Creative Cavey just wrote in the chat, I can relate. Uh, now, maybe he, he... I'm sure he was referring to something else, yeah, right, to being cold and unfeeling. But and my in my... Creative KV headcanon, he's referring to his uh, unrelenting, unquestion- unquenchable desire for women, women.
1: Yes, of course. Well, I and mean, doesn't it rest within all of us? <laughs> I mean, I am not going to die. This. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I you literally had myself. women chained up when I was visiting last time. Like, come And they wanted to be okay. there. They wanted no,
2: to that, be that, there. They're, they're actually X-Files home reenactors. <laughs> uh we were
1: players you mean
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're larping would you call it's, them, it's a little bit more would you call them uh, reenactors
1: it sounds like it's uh you know ren fair people or
2: uh like civil war yeah, reenactors like something
1: in uh colonial Will- yeah. williamsburg yeah, it, it's,
2: it's a little it's a little it's a little more involved than just put, <laughs> throwing on a costume steve
1: oh is that how it is well mm-hmm. i definitely want to hear more about this later but i all right. I don't even think I've I'd i rather my...
2: keep the evidence to a minimum. <laughs> okay, but, <you> uh... <laughs> do that.
1: All right. So yes, I liked it. It deserves to be remembered. I don't uh, think I was actually scared. It's more of like a Ugh, kind of feeling. Um, but I mean, I could definitely see why this got banned back in the day. As I previously said, um, will I ever watch it again? Eh, I don't, uh, I don't think so. I mean, once you've seen it once, that's probably enough. Like how about yourself?
2: No, nah, I, I I wouldn't watch it. And it, again, it's so like predictable. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, no, nah, I, I I think this is if you've never seen it, sure throw it on for Halloween. The the nice thing about this episode is you don't need to know anything. Yeah, about the no X Files. So I, I yeah. will say, uh, it's very much a standalone episode. Um, there's very little of the other stuff in X Files that's touched on. Um, so yeah.
1: All right, so for all those reasons, it shall be remembered.
0: In accordance to Obscurity Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you
1: shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show.
2: Uh, I, I do see Creative KV here in the chat had written that we scared Smoke Monster away with our fan fiction. Now. For those that are just listening, Smoke Monster is uh, another frequent uh f- friend of the show, mm-hmm. uh friend of mine uh as well, but um yeah, he usually pops up in here but I, I I think us we've kind of been uh inconsistent with uh, the times that we've been doing it the last few weeks. Yes. Yes. Uh,
1: it's not uh, and, and you
2: can the fan blame fiction. me for it today. <laughs> and the fan fiction uh by the way, uh Kim Manners directed a terrible episode of TNG from season oh, 1. Really? Hmm. So, seems like I mean, she all was real
1: ill-mannered on that episode.
2: And with that, folks, <laughs> I am resigning from uh, security now.
0: You need me. You can't walk away. This is See, the only, if only place Holder
2: had showed this kind of emotion.
0: This only this is the only place that allows you to be the real you.
1: Uh, Uh, and uh, next sunday i'll be a slave again oh boy anyway uh,
2: well what are we covering next sunday do we do we know i I know we've got uh,
1: we'll talk about it afterwards i don't want to waste creative kb's precious time anymore (laughs) uh but um yeah no i don't know i mean do you have anything else to talk about before we sign off here
2: Now, let's get out of here. I hope everybody enjoys uh, a spooky October, Steve. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Don't forget to check out my paranormal audio drama, Ray Can't Sleep, if you like a good scare and a good laugh. All right. For all of us here at Obscurity Now, we'll see you next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. I'm having a weird, weird day. The name's Adam, where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it
0: or not, even the best screws up every once in a while, and that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. I ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my way. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man, I thought you were going to die. come Cut me loose. Behind you.
1: Whoa. Ah. I thought I was done for. It was going to be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then she showed up riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing and with a wave of her hand the other
0: razor-toothed beast just stomped away i'd never seen anyone like her before in my
1: life i thought i'd say something clever thanks uh have you seen my ship she gave me a look that said more than words ever could because i think she was trying to read my mind or something and from there things just got even weirder 36 pages of insane dinosaur action Issue 1 available now
0: at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com Featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney Act now while supplies last Media. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now A podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on... Obscurity now. now, now.